Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. The TV bees do both. That's us. I'm Tina. I'm Ryan. What are you doing? What are you watching? How you feeling? I'm buzz. Me too. Wanna talk about it? Hell yeah. Now what you need to do is pour yourself a drink. And you better put on those bitchin' slippers. Because we have a lot to say. TVBs. Drunk, I know it. I'm Ryan. I'm Gina. And that was us reciting Miley Cyrus's Unholy from her EP, She Is Coming. So good. Love you, Miley. <laughs> Thank you for serving that realness. So you're listening to Bees Buzz episode six, the complimentary episode to TVB's Pose. Yes, and I just wanted to ask you, Ryan, before we like dive into really whatever the f we're gonna talk about. Who knows? What we're <laughs> Who knows? Beast Buzz is like the fun aunt, I yeah. think, to the your fun family. drunk aunt. Yeah, the fun drunk aunt because we usually record this after we record our typical TVB's podcast. So I feel like at this point we're loose. And we just like to do what we want to do, but... Right now, we're your aunties. We're your aunties. But I didn't ask you earlier, if uh-huh. you were to have your own house, uh-huh. what would it be called? And if you were to have mm, three people in it from any walks of life, uh-huh. who would it be? Oh. And why? Okay, so the easy answer... For me is because as a drag queen, I am orchid. Mm-hmm. It would be the house of botany. Mm-hmm. So you Love. need to be, you know, it's just everybody floral and, you know, not necessarily outdoorsies, but. Follow know. at orchid queen, queen with a KW. Yes. Uh, who would be in it? It could be like one person. It doesn't be three. That's a lot. No, I want, I want to push myself. Okay. I'm going to push myself. <laughs> you would be in it. So who would I, like, would I be your child? Or, like, who would I be? Like, what would would my name be? You would be my, I'm the mother of the house. Yes. Uh, You're Lulu Stefani. I'd have to add, like, you would be, like, Lulu Daffodil Stefani or something like that. Um, What would my skill be? Dancing. Okay. Love that. You would be twirling on the floor. (laughs) Uh, Serving uh, biofem realness. We would have. uh, Love. We would have Marilyn Carnation Monroe. Love. And we would have, um, we would have Mr. Pearl, who is an amazing corset wearer from France, uh, who has trained the likes of Ariel Versace and Kim Kardashian at the Met Ball last year. And Mm. his specialty is corsets and fierce. And uh, he has a pretty good runway walk too. So we would have... Mr. Lilac Pearl. I love that. So we would have a butch queen, a femme queen. You would be like the dancing candy Vogue queen. And then we would have the runway walker. Oh my gosh, I just want to be that every day of my life. Welcome to the House of Botany. (laughs) We have an orchid, a carnation, a daffodil, and a lilac. Um, Now hiring. (laughs) Uh, Same question to you, actually. That was good. Okay, so I think my house would be... The House of Rose, because I'm getting married next week. Copycat. And, um, 
but legitimately a rose. Only a rose. No other flowers. Okay. No other flowers are welcome. Would you be like a lavender rose or? <sighs> I think, yeah. Like, when everybody like represents a different color. I think maybe, yeah, everyone could represent a different color. It's an interesting take. Because I definitely don't want to like rain on your parade of different floral types. Yeah. But... And therefore, I would be, because of house rivalries, <laughs> I could never have, like, a Lola Rose Brigido or whatever. Got it. What's your name? Lola Brigida? Or Gina something? Lola Brigida. Gina Lola. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Who was, like, a famous actress. Who, yeah. Like, I think she drowned, actually. She drowned? And then, like, a boating accident. Anyway... Oh my gosh, didn't mean to turn it that dark. Didn't Natalie Wood also die from like a houseboat accident? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyhow, Anyhow who would be in okay, the House of Rose? So let's think. Well, Rye, obviously. Well, no, actually, Rye and you would not. Or so then would you? So would you leave my house to create your own? Mm-hmm. But what if I was kicked out of your house? Because you're being a bitch ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. What if I broke a rule? And then I was kicked out of your house, but kind of like Angel, who she was like, kick me out, like kick me out so I can start anew when in reality, she already signed a lease somewhere else. Totally. So I feel like maybe the plot line is, um, you kick me out knowing that I was going to start my own house anyway. Yeah. So then maybe if Orchid, that's your house, then Ryan is Mm -hmm. a part of my house. Okay. Work. And then maybe... What would my color be? I feel... Right now I'm feeling orange. That's my favorite color. So like a tangerine rose. Tangerine rose. I love that. And I'm feeling very like sultry, seductive. There could be like a tango involved. Oh. So like... You're instructing me to dance? So dance and possibly massage I don't do that dance. (laughs) But you don't do that dance. I only do my own dance. Um, Carlin <laughs> would also, I won't say her last name. Carlin Alyssa. Yeah. I think she would Carlin Alyssa Edwards. Of a, maybe like a pastel. Like a, her name is Soft Pink Rose. <laughs> yes. Soft Pink. Soft Pink Rose or like a. Soft Pink on her cheeks and her lips. Which ones? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and then lastly... We should throw in, like, a zinger. So I'll have... Oh, well, I have to have my fiancé, Corey. He would be the the ruby red rose. Uh, But he serves those lashes so fiercely. Like Bambi. I think he would have to have, like, a breakout performance at the ball where no one would be expecting it. And then it's like, wait, is that... mm." So I think, like, we might have to have a crossover. Yeah. Like, Corey... Might have to become Coraline for a night. That's At, my house. I always call Corey, Corey Lynn. Yeah, so. I call Carly, Carlin, Alyssa. Carlin, Alyssa. Because our best friend, Carly, whose real name is Carlin. Yes. Uh, I went to go see one of my favorite drag queens, Alyssa Edwards, and Carly's middle name happens to be Alyssa. And she was just fascinated by Alyssa <laughs> Edwards. 
she was convinced they were best friends. We <laughs> took several pictures with Alyssa. And, and was Alyssa like, hell yes? She was like, hell yes. Well, actually, Alyssa, like, Alyssa in the reading challenge, at least at one point, was like, um, and you, beast. <laughs> um, and so, like, we initially took pictures, and then I was looking at them, and then I was like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I know that you're, like, not on the job right now. You're, you know, having a good time, but my friend was back there looking like a beast. <laughs> Can we redo the picture with you? And she, like, she did that Alyssa point, yeah, yeah. and then, like, the high five, and, like, we high fived, and she's like, yeah, yeah, girl, I got you. And then, That's awesome. and then we, like, ended up taking, like, a new picture with Alyssa Edwards, and it's, like, my favorite picture ever. Should we post it if you we can, can find post it? it. Okay. No, I have it. Okay. Um, and ever since then, my Carly has been Carla and Alyssa Edwards. That is a beautiful moment. So Ryan's going to post that later on our Instagram at TVBS podcast. But I mean, enough about Pose. If you listened to our new episode, great. If you didn't, go to it didn't, right now. If you did then go to hell. <laughs> um, this podcast is not about those shows. It's about whatever so we want to So I want to know, about. what's new with you, G? So I'm getting married next week. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys are fans and listeners, um, you've probably heard the same old story like week after week. We're in quarantine right now. Our county is is slowly opening up. Um, We'll talk about this later. And Gina and I have been quarantining just so that we could be together for one day a week to record all of our weekly content. My spare bedroom is... My is our new office and our office so it's ryan's room slash office we'll have to like maybe take so a i come here once a week stay the night we do all of our we do all the content work. yeah we and... binge watch anything that we need to catch up on yes and... and we cry and we laugh and we dance and we eat and, and we, we drink. drink and we play we drink <laughs> we drink speaking of cheers Dan to whatever, Skippy. To whatever if you listen to have. our new episode tell us what damn skippy means and who said it and if you guess it right, we have a special prize for you. Yeah, that special oh prize God, speaking of is special something prize. that's uh, what's new. Before I get to what's new with me, what's new with us is not only do we have a new office, but last week we teased that we're going to be having a raffle. <gasps> uh, one of our raffle products is from our new merchandise website. If you go to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash TVBS bot podcast you'll be able to find four exclusive prod uh products we'll put the that, link in the bio too uh, we designed uh with our new slogan bu be buzzin and you can get a lidded mason jar with a straw you could also get a unisex lightweight terry hoodie you could also get a BUB Buzzin Unisex Tri-Blend t-shirt and our limited edition. It's only going to be available as long as the summer months are available. Mm-hmm. Our Pride tie-dye t-shirt. And it's in a rainbow color, but also if you aren't necessarily into the colors, definitely do the black gray. Any proceeds that we get from this design uh, specifically will go to... Um, whatever Black Lives Matters um, charity is happening at the moment at the end of the summer. Um, I would easily say that it's for the Minnesota Freedom Fund, but they're already rejecting donations. So we'll see whoever's... Uh, yeah. Uh, and if you guys have a suggestion, too, of um, a know, charity a charity for Black Lives Matter that we should donate to, please feel free to let yeah. us know. This is not for-profit, 
we are investing everything that we have to not only create content for you guys, but also to do well for the community. So anything from our Patreon that we've talked about in past episodes, and what I'll actually do so we don't have to waste time talking about it in this episode, I'll just go ahead and do a post on our Instagram so you guys know everything about our Patreon that's going to go live July 1st. And how much, Ryan? It's only $4 a month. And you get uh, exclusive access to our season one content that is archived. And then we've also uh, filmed a ton of videos to go on our uh, Patreon just for you to have. And all summer, we are not taking any profit from it. It's going to go to any uh, charity that relates to Black Lives Matter and also the queer community. Yes. So like we said, please reach out to us if there's something that means something specific to you. Um, if not, enjoy our content and our new swag. Yeah. I'm so excited And I'm about actually it. wearing, um, it is the shirt, but with a different logo. It's actually one of like my drag queen merchandise, but it's the same exact shirt and it's, I, it's stunning. It's fantastic. It's stunning. It's everything. Um, and I'm going to post a picture of myself wearing this shirt and on Instagram. And Ryan, tell our listeners what our uh, slogan is. Be you, be buzzin'. And that is literally like be buzzin'. We don't want to just mean like buzzin' as in drinking or inhibited by anything. Do like, what makes you buzz. Yeah. Whether it's dance, whether it's writing, whether it's starting a podcast like anything us. Anything creative. Anything that's getting your mind do going. you don't let it be stagnant yes yeah keep buzzing uh-huh. be you and be buzzing was... all right what about you i'm we have to like find out i said i'm getting married that's huge news we have our new merch line but what is up with you what's up with me you know not much since the last episode i'm still competing in all of the competitions that i'm competing in do you want our listeners to follow any of those comps what i could do uh, you know what i'll do i'll actually um post all of the looks that I've done in both of the competitions and I'll link both of those competitions that way uh you guys could see me hopefully get the crown of both competitions I'm currently in I'm actually technically in four competitions but I can't talk about two of them right now because they won't come out for months and months okay down the road so then just the two that you are just the two that I'm in next top ultimate supreme which is the all-star season of the makeup competition that I'm participating in on Instagram as well as the drag ball ran by the fabulous spring summers and you could find um, all of our looks on the Instagram page at the drag ball and you could also find all of the episodes with all of our runways, confessionals, challenges on the spring summers, that's spelled exactly as it sounds, uh, on YouTube. And we can post that um, in our story. Yeah, we'll post the link to the YouTube in our uh, link tree. Yes. In our link tree. There we go. Uh, I'm going to write all of this stuff down, and we will be right back to tell you what makes us buzz. One, two, three. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's us, the TVBs. Do you want to have some fun? Yes, of course. Tell me more. Let's have a drink together. You want to know how? How? It's fun and easy. All you have to do is go to lgvwines.com. You know where the link is? In bio. That's right. For $29.90 per month. First month, only $5.95. You will get 
four fun-sized bottles. You know how fun-sized they are? How fun-sized? One bottle fits in one wine glass. No way! It's like, what? So, all you have to do is go to our bio, and they have fun bundles just for you. My favorite bundle is called the Decadent Dessert, which is four sweet white wines that feature notes of mangoes, honey, passion fruit, and raspberries. My favorite bundle is called La Vie and Rose. It's sweet and fruity, exuding four different French rose scents like strawberry, roses of course, lemon, and honey. Yum! Sign up today for your exclusive four-bottle offer, and you could skip any month at any time. This makes your tasting experience fun, almost like you're at a carnival, or a cruise. So cruise on over to lgvwines.com. Tell them one more time where they can find the link. In bio. Link where? In bio. Get to it, cool cats and kittens. Cheers, you bee. All right, and we are back. Um, that first section ran a little bit long, so we're going to go ahead and finish it now with our season one last season spotlight uh so of course all of our episodes are archived and can be found on our patreon as of july 1st uh but one of the shows that we covered was the real housewives of beverly hills and last time we talked about them they were on season 10 just the beginning of it and since then uh season nine no yeah season nine the beginning of season nine they finished season nine and now they're on season 10 and currently on hiatus and we were left with several shockers. We got to find out what happened with Dorit's dog and like what happened with that. And that's the last main conversation that we have. And still to this day, I'm still very confused about that situation. It just seems like a very who's who situation. Either way, the dog didn't stay with Dorit and was given to a shelter. But I really do feel like that guy that was working for Vanderpump Dogs definitely did rat them out to get a little bit of coin. I feel like at the end of the day, and maybe because I'm an LVP fan, she still has Vanderpump rules. Mm-hmm. Um, that is still probably streamed, watched, whatever you want to say, more than, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be like a Debbie Downer right now, but Real Housewives of Beverly Hills sucks this season. Mm. And I feel like, the only reason why I'm saying that is because I've been watching Real Housewives of New York and I'm like, oh my God, how have I never watched this? Like, I've never watched that series before, like true and true. And now that I've gotten a taste of New York, I'm like, nothing compares to these women. So watching Beverly Hills, I'm like, my gosh, they're making nothing, like something out of nothing. And it's like, no one cares about this dead, stale storyline. Like, yeah. LVP's out, okay. And then you insert some really interesting characters. Gar- uh, well, I love I love Garcelle. Garcelle is A1. Sutton. Sutton, at first, uh, the, well, at first, let me know what you think. But at first, I was very much like, wow. Like, she's coming, like, out here full force. Like, she... But then when she I was- instantly thought that she was coming out in full force to put on a show, not because she's coming out in full force because she's a boss. 
you she's said, emotional. You said LVP is gone. That's the hugest disappointment for me when it comes to season 10. And uh, to be Mainly honest, because like she... I want to know, is Jiggy okay? Oh, um, I haven't seen any headlines about Jiggy, like any updates or any Instagram Season posts. 10, having LVH on for any reason is for me to know if Jiggy is okay. I'm pretty sure Jiggy's okay. And listeners, if you know otherwise, please he let us He was not okay last time we talked about him, and now I haven't seen anything. Because I feel anything. like she would have posted like something on her social. I love my little alopecia, I Jiggy. I love Jigs. Um, but... but as for the new people, Sutton and Garcelle, one thing that I saw was on Watch What Happens Live since we've been in quarantine. Did you see when Andy Cohen was asking each of the new girls, uh, Sutton was with Lisa Rinna on like a Zoom or whatever, kind of like virtual call. Mm-hmm. And he did a segment where it w- where he lined up all of the seven housewives aside from the one being interviewed. Yeah. Which one is the messiest? Which one made you feel the most comfortable? Yeah. And then with Sutton, she was like, which one? I was probably the messiest. Uh, Which one made you feel the most comfortable? Blah, 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 blah. But Garcelle did the same exact segment, and she was the realist. She was like... She talked about Kyle. Which one made you laugh the most? Kyle. Which one made you feel the least welcoming? Well, that was Kyle. Which one would you least want to be quarantined with? That was Kyle. Which one has the biggest ego? Kyle. So even though she loves Kyle, she was still real. Whereas I feel like Sutton was kind of like, I want to promote myself here instead of really dish the tea. No, I was the messiest. And it's like, bitch, you are not the messiest. You know who's the messiest? Teddy. She's still batshit crazy. And that's why I like... The new one, not Garcelle, but um, Sutton. Sutton, because at that party, she was like, Teddy, I thought you were going to be boring. And it's like, I love a good melon camp. But mm-hmm. Teddy, I just don't think her intentions. I love John Mellencamp. Yes. I'm I... on fire is one of my all time favorite I songs. I just don't think her intentions are true. And They're I not. I just don't really understand why she's on the show, A. Yeah. B, why her fucking um what's her name? Are so close. Her and um Kyle. Fuck. Yes, yes. So I just I have a few things here. We literally just said her fucking name. I know. Ten uh, times. Um, <laughs> that's how, like, non-impressionable this season is. I don't like Kyle. Really? I don't like Kyle. Okay, hold on. I'm going to table that for one second. Table it. So, a few things about Teddy. She's boring, mm-hmm. but she's pregnant this season. Why <laughs> would you film a boring, pregnant person? Yeah. Like, I just feel like... If you want to up the ratings, which you will, because Brandy is going to come back for a very interesting side storyline. But I'm just like, Teddy, give us something. The only thing you give us is just... Actually, she doesn't give us anything. When they were in, I think it was Paris, and she's at the table crying, and Rena's just like, 
Yeah. And just like, oh, I love that moment. That's the best moment. Rinna's the best. She is tied. That's when Teddy was not pregnant, right? She was was blacked out. No, she was just completely blacked out. But I did like seeing Teddy. Who was she ganging up on at that point? Because we didn't even talk about that last season. Teddy. She was ganging up on, um... Oh, Erica. On Erica, who was my all-time favorite. Oh, yes. Pretty much. Love you. But after that whole... They were in Paris, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. After that whole situation, I was like, you know what? Rin is now my favorite tied with Erica. But the storyline of... It's, like, exhausting. It's, like, the fact that Kyle and Teddy are so close, I don't understand, A. But I do feel like Kyle always has to have a best friend. She has to have someone that she can confide in. And I kind of feel like it's Teddy because she can like manipulate her, manipulate Teddy in a way where she can like empathize with her. And I said, that's exactly she's why like, I can help with your outfits. I can help you become friends with the girls. I can help you like do this, that and the other. But I do think Teddy is in the wrong with LVP. I'm not yes. quite sure exactly what happened. I'm sure there was Something on I LVP's think that there side. are NDAs that were, but yeah. Teddy was not innocent, and the fact that Kyle took her side over her like long term best friend LVP suspect is the first thing. But the stale storyline is Teddy and Kyle's relationship in this season because everyone is just like, why? Why are you guys so close? Why are you best friends? It doesn't make sense. So the fact that, like, Erica and the other girls are saying this has to mean that it's kind of, like, awkward. Like, why? But I do, like, take Teddy and Kyle's side in the sense, like, they're getting on these girls about doing, like, therapy together. And they show this, like, clip from a therapy session. And it's not, like, what you think. It's not like they're taking therapy together because of X, Y, and Z. It's just, like... Kind of like a meditation, it mm-hmm. looks like. So I feel like they're trying so hard to make a storyline out of nothing because these women are not like New York. Like, they're not... I don't know. They just don't have, like, the pizzazz. Mm, and they mm. don't have the, like... What is the right word? They don't have the... Je ne sais quoi that draws you in. Exactly. Here's the thing. I feel like they would have that if Teddy and Kyle weren't there. Kyle... Now that LVP is gone, is the queen bee but of do you think this show. LVP well, to Kyle was Teddy, or like I mean, do you think LVP to Kyle? No, was because Kyle, because Kyle. Kyle wasn't afraid to defy LVP. I feel like Teddy will be scared to go against Kyle, who's the front runner right now. Teddy thinks, oh, I'm best friends with the top dog. That's a Wentworth reference. I uh, watch that show, FYI. Oh, we should cover that. So good. Okay. okay. Um, this is what I don't agree with you, Gina. I do not think that Teddy or Kyle deserves to be on that show simply because I feel like they're only there to produce drama. And even though that's what all reality like, television is, is about, the drama it's something like that nothing. should no. The drama is something that should happen organically, and not necessarily do I want to see drama between the girls. I want to see them having fun. I want to see them having a good time, and then that good time is going to naturally fall upon. Remember when they were uh, skiing and uh, Taylor had that breakdown in one of the earlier seasons. So good. They were all having a good time. That's the same type of situation. The thing is. Teddy always has her t- 
tail behind her legs when it comes right down to it. And she but always what? makes herself she into the victim. zero drama, like, except for... The, the drama that she creates. The drama that she creates. she involves herself in. And it's like, let's just ask, like, Teddy to come and whatever with the okay. puppy. Okay, for example, she did not need to bring up anything about Denise and Brandy. At the barbecue. At the barbecue when they're the sitting on that big ass quilt and she's pregnant. And I'm sorry, Denise, I love you, but your husband was acting a little aggressive. He was acting a little aggressive, but also, it's, okay. Well, but he also didn't want to be there. He shouldn't have been there. No. They shouldn't have been there in general. Like, it was a kid's party. Denise is probably the most chill of all of the... Denise should have her own show. Yeah, Screw she should. Screw everyone else. She did have her own show. I watched her own what show. What was her own show? I, was it was Bravo? called Life with Denise or something like that. I loved that show. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now, but I don't think that uh, no, but I wanna, like, he deserved to be I wanna there. I want to re-ump the table of discussion with Kyle, and she's your least favorite. Can you tell me why? Oh, uh, She's my least favorite because she manufactures unnecessary drama that doesn't necessarily move the story forward. Because every single time there's drama involving Kyle, it's episodes and episodes and episodes long. But it's always the same shit. Yeah, it's all about Kyle wanting to reaffirm that she was right. Mm -hmm. It's never about Kyle defending herself or... When you and when it comes right down to it, she is not there at the end of the day. She's always the first one to like leave or escape or not want to talk about it after she like brings some stuff up. Kim and Rinna get into a fight in Amsterdam and she runs out of the restaurant like a crackhead. Yeah. She, Kyle just she she's so egotistical and Garcelle did say that in that game that I referenced on Watch What Happens Live. She is the most egotistical. Uh, but isn't it weird that, like, Garcelle's the only person to actually, like, come out with all these statements? Because she's real. Or, like, on camera. Her and Erica are the realest ones there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're completely transparent. And even well, though is Denise too, is, I feel. Oh, Rinna, Rinna's but just legit. She's just all around A1. We love you, Rinna. If you're listening um, at us. Denise's show was called. And this was with who? Herself this or was her with, current husband? Uh, this, this was shortly after she. Uh, it's called Denise Richards. It's complicated. It ran from 2008 to 2009 on the E! Network. What? It was produced by Ryan Seacrest Productions. Love him. And it starred, uh, it, it was shortly after all of the Charlie Sheen eating a cheeseburger on the, no, that was uh, David Hasselhoff. It was after the Charlie Sheen the, like, scandal mm-hmm. happened. Um, Which there's been many. So. There's been several. <laughs> so I, he's a Wikipedia article but to read. I just want to say that like Real Houses of New York I'm digging Leah. I don't know if you've watched the new season, Ryan, but... I've never really watched that one. Okay, so this new season is everything. And I know Carly, I know Sarah Kelly are, like, um, our friends that have been... Our Bravo experts. Our Bravo experts. They've been telling us to watch New York for so long. And, Ryan, I just want to say, the last episode that I watched of the recent season of New York, this new housewife, Leah, throws a ravioli at the dinner table at one of the other housewives. And it's like, on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, no one would ever do that. Except, mm, remember except when, for Kim. No, remember when 
who threw the glass and it broke? Renna. Remember? She was like, talking to Kim, Kim and she's like, don't you talk about my, my husband. My husband like that. Speaking of which, I know that I mentioned Snatch Game last episode, but watch the season 12 Snatch Game for a fabulous Lisa <laughs> Rinna impersonation from Jackie Cox. I'm going to show it yeah, to you yeah. when we go on break. Totally. I love Rena, but I'm just saying they don't produce. Actually, Lisa Rena came onto the reunion to personally thank uh, Lisa and Harry Hamlin. Don't talk about my husband. Harry Hamlin uh, came on. She always used first and last name to the reunion has. to um, uh, thank Jackie Cox. But you know what? I I get why she says first and last name because for at least ten years of my life. I refer to myself as Ryan M because I had two Ryans in my elementary school class. So for years I was known as Ryan M and he was known as Ryan C. All I know, Ryan, is that Ryan M is that (laughs) I cannot wait for the storyline to get to Denise and Brandy. Give me gossip. Give me everything. Wait, have you seen Brandy's like poster in quarantine her stories and posts no. where she's like drunk and saying all this like stuff no um also you guys i just like typed in at real housewives beverly hills in the last 21 hours these are the headlines lisa rinna poses nude and sunglasses campaign and her real Housewives of beverly hills co-stars are flipping out can't wait oh paul nasif uh-huh. Botched and obviously Adrian's ex-husband. He's going to be a dad for the fourth time. Oh Jesus Christ! How old is he now? At least six. He's got to be close to sixty, if not already. He's. I think he still has a baby face. Oh, Sutton. He's just, a plastic surgeon. Of course, he fucking. Sutton does. just posted her LA mansion for eight point nine five mil. Um, one of my favorite moments from one of the recent seasons, even though I don't like. Kyle, you guys know I love Kim. Remember when Kim was like, Kyle, run from the cops. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't know why I'm getting pulled over. And Kim was like, just keep going. Just keep... Kim probably had some shit on her. <laughs> some shit. Some good shit, damn Skippy. <laughs> damn Skippy. And if you were listening to our last episode, you know that's time to drink whatever you have in your cup. But long story short, I think we can both agree that Beverly Hills is pretty boring. There's... No, I, 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 no, I, I cannot side with it being boring. I am entertained every single time. Really? I, I am entertained every single time. But you haven't time. watched New York yet. Well, this season, at least. No, but like... <sighs> okay, but you haven't, right? I have not, because I, I am one of those with the housewives where... I watch it from season one, and no, I keep following it. but you have to... So I'm the very much the same way, but I watched this recent Real Housewives of New York because obviously we're in quarantine and there's nothing else to do, and I'm obsessed. But once you see, like, Ryan one episode of just this season, you'll be like, it puts every other season to shame. Okay, I can't Except for lie. Maybe New Jersey. I can't lie. I am obsessed with the Countess. I watch clips of her all the yes. time. I am obsessed with Dorinda. Mm, I watch clips wow. of her all the time. But right, I you love, and Leah, the Who's new, the one that the was walking character. the runway with the bug eyes? Ramona. Ramona. I'm obs- I love her, too. I can't say I'm obsessed with her, or else I'd remember her name. 
Uh, so there are a lot of them that I like, but as a series... I just want you to watch I, one episode, and then tell me what you think. But I have, though, Gina. That's no, the thing. you didn't watch this new season. Okay, the new season, I'll All watch one episode. All I want you to episode. do is... Okay, you guys, the ravioli episode where Dorinda is literally vaping at the table. <laughs> Everyone's so effed up, and Dorinda is vaping at the table. She goes, I've got to go. And then Leah throws a ravioli at <laughs> Ramona's face. Like, everything is just so amazing. And then I look at... Um, Beverly Hills, and I'm like, these people are so boring. We just watched in one of the last episodes them sitting there, and they're like, we're going to go to bed. It's 9 o'clock. Okay, so, yes. On that note, I will admit to you that, of course, it's not Alison Dubois, Camille Grammer type of drama happening on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Okay, anymore. so then will you watch... Yes, I will watch one. Wait, I will watch wait, no, one. can I play it for you? Yes. After our podcast. Yeah, we'll take a break and I'll show you the clip that I was going to yeah, show you. Yeah, you, you show, show me and me. then I show you yeah. and then we'll confirm. Details. We'll reconvene and but just. But you guys, what do you think? Do you think Beverly Hills is bu- 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 boring? Uh, I'm writing this on our note. I'm going to yeah. post a story. Do you think it's boring? And do you think New York is next level top supreme? Like if we were in houses, is that what How would about be this? I'll supreme? post a story. Is Real Housewives of New York. Like, I'll post... Let's see, like, who gets I'll the better post, I'll post, like, you know, a panoramic picture of yeah. all of them. And then we'll see, you know, when you drag oh, the heart, yes. we'll see which one is the like, median. Yes. Okay, yes. We'll be right back with our official part two, even though it's part three of this episode of Bees Buzz. I think this is our first on-air fight. we buzzing but you know what at the end of the day we're gonna come right back and just be like hey y'all we're back listen to our sponsors us hi guys it's me ryan and gina would you like to be a part of our behind the scenes experience well i have news for you for four dollars per month you will have exclusive access to our Patreon content, which includes all of our Season 1 podcasts, behind-the-scenes photos, bloopers, and videos. One for every single TVB's Season 2 episode, where we might cook, we might do makeup. We might play. Who knows? The experience is all yours. Join now. Link in bio. We promise you will not be disappointed. New content weekly. Cheers, ya bee. Uh, okay, so as promised, I showed Gina uh, Jackie Cox playing Lisa Rinna. And... So good. Oh my gosh. But then Gina showed me uh, Leah throwing the ravioli. <laughs> At the dinner table on Real Housewives of New York. And honestly, this is content that as soon as soon as I saw the first 30 seconds, I was like, <laughs> we're going to stop this and we're going to record my reaction because I need everybody to see what my honest reaction is. And you're going to see what's happening and hear us reacting to it. <clears throat> honestly, now I do have a Hulu subscription. I'm going to start... New York Housewives from from the beginning. 
guys, everything. Guys, this is the best <laughs> housewife scene Ryan in was, like, history. Crying in laughter. I was crying. <laughs> this was some good shit. I mean, um, the Ravioli, like, content scene at the dinner table is everything. Dorinda, they're all blacked, first of all. Guys, you're going to have to watch it. Um, if you need to know how to subscribe to our Patreon, listen to our last Because that's um, the only episode. way you're going to see Ryan's It reaction. made me buzz. But you know what else has made me buzz? There's a documentary out about one of my favorite movies. So I have, like, a few movies that I identify as my favorite one of them is Sunset Boulevard. One of them is The First Wives Club. One of them is Young Adult. But one that always rings true to my heart is Showgirls. Yes. Directed by Paul Vanderhoeven. And it's starring Elizabeth Berkley and Gina Gershon. Somehow, everything that I love involves a Gina. <laughs> I mean, let's go figure. Um, so Showgirls is, of course, about this sordid human being named Nomi Malone who goes down to Hollywood, befriends the talents of her black friends, similar to Michelle Visage, as mm. she does to RuPaul. And that's a reference to one of the roasts that is not in any <laughs> way, shape, or form, like, actually true. No, they just developed, like, this bond. And this documentary is aptly called You Don't Know Me. You don't N-O-M-I, as in Nomi Malone. And it is all about the making of Showgirls, the story of Showgirls, how Elizabeth Berkley was cast in Showgirls, and how it compares to other works of Paul Verderhoven's. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. Sounds right. Paul V. Yeah. Um, And it just goes to show, like, how the doggy chow scene... How the cinematography is A1 for the, that trash type of show, actually. And this is on what network? Uh, so can find it's it? now available on Netflix. Okay. Um, you don't know. Wait, me. that's a lie. I bought it on Amazon. I bought the full <laughs> thing on Amazon. It's not on Netflix quite yet. It, you love that I'm fact sure it check, will right? be. Um, I purchased the whole thing because I could not wait to see it. My partner, Sebastian, hates the movie Showgirls with a passion. He refuses to see it. In my defense, the first time I saw it, I was in middle school and it was on VH1, and I had no clue that it was a topless or bottomless movie because they have the CGI bikinis, but now whenever I see the CGI bikinis, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's so apparent. But it's like complete trash, and they're like fucking, and they're stripping, and they're doing this and that. Uh... Roger and Ebert, they described it as all about Eve in a G-string. Ooh, I love that. And this documentary made Sebastian be like, you know what, I still hate the movie, but I appreciate it a little bit more now. And I love the documentary, and he loves the documentary. And it's really well done. And I saw a performance last summer or summer before last called... You Don't Know Me, but it was done by this brilliant artist named April Kilner, April Kilmer, April something. She's in the movie. I'm going to post her. She did a one-act 
she did a one-woman, two-act play of Nomi Malone, but in the style of I, Tanya. So oh, cool. basically, like, you're never going to be anything. And that's the mother speaking. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to eat this doggy chow. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, like, doing all this weird shit. And I wish that you could see me right now because I probably sound crazy. But it was this one-woman show. And she happens to be one of the narrators of this documentary. And if you don't know Showgirls, it's basically woman shows up to Sin City. She's there to sin. She's there to make some money. She's going to do anything at her cost, whether it's and that strip pushing scene is like pretty Crystal like infamous. Oh yeah, the and we'll post it. She was in Save the Bell, that actress, wasn't she? Oh yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared and actually the person that i saw play her april uh how she came out of like a a lot of trauma by playing jesse in the saved mm-hmm. by the bell musical and she could never get over that right but now she's able to overcome it by like mastering this nomi character gotcha. and then nomi malone uh, i'm sorry not too. nomi malone i'm feeling good from my head to my shoesies um, <laughs> she, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, she actually hosted the viewing at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery wow. at their screening of Showgirls. Cemetery, eh? Yeah. You know, they actually, um, uh, cool throwback to, you know, when they did the, uh, introduction of the Countess mm-hmm. on American Horror Story and they were playing Nosferatu. That was the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So they actually, like, once a month, it's probably closed now because of COVID, but uh, once a month, once, or maybe every other month, maybe twice a month, I have no clue, but they would, there would be an area where they screen a movie and you watch it in a cemetery. What? And they did that with Showgirls and Elizabeth Berkley was like the surprise guest. And I honestly, there are three characters in drag that I would want to play. One of them is Crystal Connors from Showgirls. One of them is uh, Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. Mm. And the third is Mavis Gary, played by Charlize Theron in Young Adult. So good. And so, like, the fact that there is a documentary based around this (laughs) shithole movie with this amazing cast, it... Even if you think it's a shit movie, watch this documentary because it's going to put it into light. It's going to show what Paul Verderhoven, <laughs> Paul V, Paul V, um, incorporated from his past movies to this current movie, and it's also going to show you guys exactly what went behind the passion behind a lot of these people. And the guy that played, um. I forget what his name is as an actor, but if you remember the movie Showgirls, he had the short dreads, and he was the one who was, like, putting, uh, teaching Nomi, like, the original, like, dance moves Mm. in the first club that she was in. He went to Richmond High. What? One of my my good friend's aunts went to high school with him, and it was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Awesome. Um, So, You Don't Know Me, Rent It, 
I've purchased it. Um, please watch it. It's amazing. If you know Showgirls and you love Showgirls, even if you hate Showgirls, just give well, it a try. Sebastian does not like Showgirls. He hates Showgirls. And, and after he was like, oh, yeah, that is a good documentary. I was like, do you see why I love the movie now? He's like, oh, no, I still hate it. But it makes more sense to me yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So I'm just What's gonna, your buzz, Gina? I'm just going to go ahead <laughs> since Ryan took about 30 minutes. Shut the fuck up. Um, so Elizabeth Moss. I have been obsessed with her during quarantine because I've never watched Handmaid's Tale. Have you ever watched Handmaid's Tale? This is a whole Hulu plug, by the way. So, at Hulu, thank you so much for um, investing in us. Um, Handmaid's Tale, I watched the first three or four episodes. And what were your, like, initial thoughts? It was really intense. It was really weird. Um there's a specific scene that sticks out to me in the first episode where she's trying to run away and she's hiding under debris, but they still find her. And from then on, I was like, this is going to be really, really fucking intense. It's honestly one of the most intense shows that I've ever watched. I finished um, the entire like series, but I know like they're coming out with a new season once COVID is over. But I watched Handmaid's Tale during quarantine. Like I literally binged that shit during quarantine, which I actually do not recommend because um, it is dark and it actually kind of like alludes to an end of the world in a different hierarchy. But yeah. I love Elizabeth Moss. Like she's such a great actress and I feel like she does get recognition, but I feel like people like don't necessarily think of her first when they think of like my favorite actress is X, Y, and Z. So I know this isn't your buzz, but like, for example, like the end of the world is all women are going to be property of men. So if Gina was like in the same neighborhood as me, her name would be Gina of Ryan. Exactly. Which actually like she's of Ryan. Um, or yeah. In the show, but really? In Handmaid's Tale, she's of Ryan. Wow. Um, but it's true, like it's a world This is not a true representation <laughs> of who we are. It's just spontaneous combustion. Anyways, but um, I love her, but I do think that, like, when you think of your favorite actress, people don't necessarily say Elizabeth Moss, or at least, like, our group of I don't really know who she do. is, honestly. Yes. So, she was an invis- invisible man, besides Handmaid's Tale, mm. but on Hulu, she just came out with a new movie called Shirley, and it's, I think it's, like, ironic that I haven't heard more about Shirley, because... I was, like, flipping through Hulu, and usually I just flip through Netflix to see, like, oh, what's number one? Like, what's number one out of ten? Because Netflix has this new thing, which we talked about I during like Tiger King. Thing, yeah. Where it's, like, they showcase what are the top ten shows, movies, really, documentaries, anything that, you know, the U.S. is watching. And so I love finding out, like, oh, my God, like, 13 Reasons Why. The new season's out. It's number three out of ten. Um... And that's, like, just what I like to do. But with Hulu, they don't have that. But they have, like, newly added. And so I was like, oh, what's newly added? And I saw Shirley, and I was like, Elizabeth Moss is in this. Why isn't there more recognition for this movie right now? I think it was, like, um, a Sundance, like, winner. And then it was supposed to probably hit the big screens because of COVID. It's now Mm. on Hulu. But it follows... I've, I've rented a lot of movies for 20 
for $20 between $24.99 yes. and $19.99. And then they come out on like a streaming service mm-hmm. and you're like, cool, Parasite is now on Hulu for free. Yeah. Great. I yeah. paid like $20 for that. Yes. But so basically, you guys, um, this is on Hulu, but if you ever see a movie that's on demand, chances are because of COVID and quarantine, shelter in place, um, it'll probably be on a streaming platform shortly. So yeah. wait a month and you'll be good to go. But surely Elizabeth Moss is the um, key like female lead of this movie. And it follows an actual like person named Shirley Jackson who wrote The Haunting of Hill House, which was actually a Netflix I don't know if it's an original, but it was on Netflix. And it's I, a Netflix like, original I series. I streamed that, like, in a matter of, like, I don't know, less than 24 hours. So good. But this same author, Shirley Jackson, in real life, besides The Haunting of Hill House, also wrote The Lottery. And, Ryan, I know we discussed The Lottery. And oh, so Shirley, or, I mean, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, when she was going through, like, why should I do Shirley? Like, what are the pros and cons? She saw, like, she was kind of, like, taking a step into, like, the author's life. And there was a lot that's, like, left out of Shirley, the actual, like, movie. It's very dark. It's very, like, eerie. But it's also very, like, artsy. Kind of like Parasite, if you've seen it. It's very, like, I don't know. I would just say, like, artsy. It's unique. It's, like, kind of hipster in a way. I don't know. Um, It's just, like a different take on a look behind an author's life, but it leaves out something major, which is the fact that Shirley in reality had four kids. When you watch this Mm. movie, you're watching a woman who's clearly going through something, but it doesn't show her offspring. So if you Mm. knew she had four kids, you could kind of feel compassionate to like, Oh, she had four children. Like she, you know, like I just feel like you would look at her as a mother yeah. and you would kind of be like, okay, I can see that she's trying to work. She's trying to be a mom. She has like four crazy children like running around. Her husband's a dick. Like, but instead it doesn't like focus on her being a mom. Instead, it's just like, who is Shirley Jackson? And so, hi. <laughs> And so my question to you is the lottery, like, please tell me if you, because I think you said that you read it. I read it. And it's one of my why, favorite this short is why stories. Elizabeth Moss took this acting role because she was such a fan of this story that she was like, I read it once, I read it twice, and I knew immediately that, like, I connected and I wanted to play this role. Have you... I've never read it, so I have no idea what it's about. I, like, obviously streamed, like, The House on Haunting Hill, um, but I've never read the story. Okay, so this is what the lottery is about. Basically, they're all in a village. All of these townspeople are in this village, and once a year, they all gather to do the lottery. And what the lottery entails is each family will... Um, insert a slip, uh, considered a census, if you will. Okay. And each house has one slip into the census. All of the townspeople come together and... Kind of just reminded me of Get Out, in a way. The leader 
picks the household that's going to go ahead and be a part of the running. If there's only one person in the household, they're automatically up. In the case of this story, there's um, the mom who is totally against the lottery and doesn't want it to happen and doesn't understand why it's happening, knows that other towns are foregoing the lottery, but for some reason her family is selected. So from then, I believe there's four or five people in her family, Mm -hmm. and there's a dot on one of their slips, and that slip just happens to be picked, and it corresponds with the mom. What happens with the mom is she is stoned to death in order to basically sacrifice herself for the crops and the pilgrimage, uh, or not the pilgrimage, the, uh, she's basically sacrificed by a lottery in order for the crops to grow for the rest of the village for the next year or Hmm. uh, every other year sequence. However, basically the lottery is like somebody in our town is going to die at random in order for us to, in order for us to keep eating. Okay. And I think that's really fucked up. Like, Gina, there are... It reminds me of this movie. Thousands and thousands of households in El Cerrito. Mm-hmm. Therefore. It reminds me of Midsummer. that is, movie. Yeah, well, no, Midsummer is more structured. You know once you turn 72, you're going to die. Yeah. But this you, is not random. This is almost more like... Um, this is almost more like the Hunger Games, where it's like you don't know who's going to be up to go into the games, but mm-hmm. you know that somebody, you know that two people, a man and a woman, are going to go up. But unlike the Hunger Games, nobody can step in place for you. Therefore, the wife, the one who's against this, the one who knows that it's not happening, and the fucked up thing, even though she knows that things are are going to change. She's the one killed. And months later, things are changing and several villages are foregoing the lottery because they know it's just superstition. So it's almost one of those scary type of things because you never know what superstition is going to lead to you. If you live in a town such as the town that Gina lives in, what if your house was chosen yeah. And for some reason, you are the one with the dot on your paper and you are chosen for lottery. Therefore, everybody's going to stone Gina to death in order for them to eat for the rest of the year. How That's is wild. that really going to help? Yeah. That's really not going to help for anything unless you're into some pagan bullshit, some demonic But is the food bullshit. already there to eat? They so how it, is like killing someone like... They're growing their own crops, mm. but... Unless the sacrifice happens, the crops are not going to become anything that's going to fulfill everybody for the rest of the year. So it's a, the village is, or the lottery is a very, very weird story. I kind of really want to like read it because in this movie, although it's like kind of out of whack to the storyline and timeline of Shirley, the actual author, like each book 
novel, anything she writes, I mean, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. But it takes so much out of her that, like, she's left as this, like, shell. And it's showing that, like, she created this, like, last, I guess, masterpiece, if you will. And her husband reads it. They have a very interesting relationship. But he reads it. She's waiting at the dinner table, like, the last scene of the movie. And she's, like, kind of looks like a little, like you know, on, on edge as though she had just done like a line of like rock, you know, like oh she's like, kind of like shaking. She's like really anticipating like what, like, what is he going to say? Like that was her biggest like supporter. And he comes over and he's like, you know, like, this is it. This is your like peace. And like the look on her face is very much to what I think probably was like reality. Like you write something that takes so what much out of piece? you. What was the Hill House or the lottery? I'm not sure. I don't think it mentioned like what it was, but whatever it was was like showing that like every time she she wrote, gave everything that she mm-hmm. gave in order to do something that's gonna live on. Exactly, but like you just don't think about that. You like read these things. Like you read, I don't know. I mean, like, if you watch the Haunting on House Hill or whatever, it's like, you're like, damn, this Haunting is... Haunting on Hill House. Hill House. You're like, damn, this is so good. But it's like, it takes a certain type of person to think those twisted things. But imagine, like, continuously writing twisted things over and over again. And they're all, like, A1. They are all, like, masterpieces in their own way. But what is that person like? And that's kind of, like, what Shirley examines in the movie. But I just wish they showed, like, her having kids and, like, humanized her a little bit. Because yeah. once you watch it, you just let me know. And I think we should do, like, a recap because I would love to know what you think. So but... real quick, I do have a fun story on how I definitely do have a very close connection to Miss Shirley. Yeah. Um. On one of the competitions that I was in, Madame's Monster Mash, one of the challenges Mm. that I did win was without reading, without seeing any of the source material, I read the synopsis of The Haunting of Hill House, and I had to create a look based on a ghost that would haunt something. And I did a very haunting black and white look and I I don't mean I just did it in black and white meaning I put a black and white filter over it I studied how I would paint myself if I were a silent movie star and then I shot it in black and white therefore it looked almost like a silent film and um, I actually won that challenge being a person that's waiting for their husband to come back from one of the wars, whether it's World War One, World War Two, that's neither here nor there. I have no clue what year this movie was set in, but I was like, this is going to be my person that haunts yeah. that house. And I got a perfect score. Thank and you, Shirley. That's how Snaps I first became accustomed to her work. Yeah. And Shirley has been on my watch list, so I can guarantee you, Gina, it's Please, be by weekend end, let me know what you think. I will. But thank you, Shirley, because you've done wonders. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about food, our top headlines, and we're going to play a little bit of game. So, you know... Here's a message from our sponsors. 
And we are back bigger and better than ever. Um, And that's no thanks to quarantine. (laughs) That's no thanks to quarantine. And if anything, quarantine made this uh, podcast become rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. And with the will to persevere and make everybody's life so fucking fantastic definitely Uh, we are like heading to our top headlines one of the things that i love about the top headlines is we really for anybody who listens these may be headlines that you have not ever seen or heard before so gina why don't you go ahead and start us out with your headline okay so yes i love this segment because we just like basically sift through headlines Pick the best one, but we don't read the content. And mind you, we find them on the day that we're recording so that they are fresh. So mine is feisty old Polish grandmother, 103, beats coronavirus, then cracks open a beer. Hey there. And I love that. I love that too. For so many reasons. It's like... Thank you so much for letting us know that not only... First of all, you're feisty. Second of all, you're a grandmother. Second of all, you... Third of all, you beat coronavirus. Fourth... You're ready to go. You want to party. But it's not just like, woman, 103, beats coronavirus, and then is thirsty. It's like, nah, she's a feisty old Polish grandmother. So 103, I hope to live to that age, but... She beat it. Really? And she's thirsty. If I don't have to, like, go to a home and, like, lose my mind. Totally. I would love to see you lose your mind past 80. I would love to be the one to witness that. <laughs> and I'm sure you would say the same about me. Okay, can you look at this photo, though? It's amazing. That's her? That's her. Oh, she has one of those screw top Bud Lights. Yeah, she has a screw That's top. That's a big Bud Light. Oh, look light. at this. Okay, so we're just going to read the first couple of sentences. But she said... Hell yes. And then screwed off a, like, Bud Light? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. She said hell yes to her beating the virus, correct? Yes. Um. So she, two children, three grandchildren, four great-grandchildren, three great-great-grandchildren. And she, well, this is 36 seconds. Let's just hear this. Let's do it. She's drinking up. She's sipping. Oh, she's gulping. I had coal. It's cold. She said it's cold. They asked how is it? She said it's cold. It's the best when it's cold. Yeah, they said it's the best when it's cold. Ah, Love it. She, uh, she's living for it. You know, Gina, I actually have a really fantastic story for you. Yes. My uh, paternal grandmother, she is going to be 90 on the 24th of next month. And uh, we were originally going to have a uh, really big like banquet for her at an Italian restaurant yes. that's uh, local to us. And... Then she didn't want to have that, but she did come to um, a Mother's Day private brunch with just uh, my dad, my stepmom, myself, uh, one of my cousins, uh, my 
my step-grandmother-in-law, and then my grandma, who's going to be 90 next mm. uh, Oh, my gosh. And I said, Grandma, here, try this gimlet that I made. And it was literally like a vodka soda with like a little bit of lime. And she tried it, and she said, that's not a gimlet. And I said, Grandma, what what is a gimlet? I might have misunderstood the assignment. And she said, <laughs> a gimlet is ice, vodka, and just a little bit of Rose's lime juice. And I was like, that's what you wanted, Grandma? You wanted, like, straight vodka? She's like, yes! But her favorite drink is uh, St. Jean's Chardonnay. Oh. Uh, Hashtag. But this woman is legit. She's just like, you know what? I survived everything. If I survived everything, and she's like the last time I'd be I left like, is Gina, why didn't you bring me a tequila soda yes. at this very moment right now? Ryan would be looking at me like this. Bitch, <laughs> this is what you brought me. Okay, what is your headline? Okay, my headline uh, today happens to be June nineteenth, and if you all don't know, we're recording this on June nineteenth, and it happens to be Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the day that the slaves, slavery was abolished in the United States. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, it shouldn't be anything that should have been abolished. It shouldn't have been anything that should have existed in the first place. Uh, Mine, of course, because I promised you guys at the beginning of the Bees Buzz, episode one, I will never give you anything but queer content and yes. my headline is Laverne Cox shares a powerful Juneteenth message on laying claim to freedom. And I'm going to read you guys the whole article, which is just her quote. And I quote, freedom is not something that anybody can be given. Freedom is something people take and people are as free as they want to be. That is a quote from the legendary James Baldwin. And on this Juneteenth, 2020, I'm thinking about freedom. I'm thinking about what it means to take freedom in a country that technically freed slaves, but at every turn has tried to revoke those freedoms from black people in this country. It is time for us to fully take that freedom. And I feel like we could be on the precipice of that. Mm. We could be, but what happens next is crucial. End quote. And so I say, speaking from the heart, what you can do is register to vote. Make sure that you are registered to vote within a party that you believe is eligible to win this. Do do your own homework and research. In our opinion, I speak for Gina and I, it is not the Republican Party. Vote anything but red. Red is going to get you in the red. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It actually saddens me, Gina, to think of where we were four years ago at this point. And it goes to show, you know, you you see the memes. Where we were in June 2016 and the... I know exactly where I was. I know exactly where I was, too, and it's before the relationship that I am happily in right now. It, I, like, it's literally... It's one of those situations where it's like, you see the meme, you look at it, and you see 
the White House lit up in the six colors of pride in Mm -hmm. June of 2016. And then all of a sudden, June 2020, where do you see the White House? It is completely blacked out. The president president is in hiding hiding inside of the uh, crisis shelter, the whatever they want to call it, and there's a wall surrounding them. Yeah. You know, he wanted the wall surrounding our country, yet he doesn't understand a lot of the people that we went to high school with, a lot of the moms of the people that we went to high school with are people from Mexico. They are some of my best friends. They, even if I still don't talk to them, those people still are a huge part of my life. Yeah. My nanny, for example, was from Mexico. One of my first full sentences was Aguacante. I knew that the water was hot when it faced that direction. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say that I'm, like, fully woke on this situation, but what I am fully woke on is the fact that we saw a snuff film. Mm -hmm. We saw the president hiding. And when it comes right down to to it, he probably has dementia and had a stroke way back in November, and we have no clue what's going to happen. President Biden himself... Uh, President Candidate Biden yes. himself. Oh, is that a leak into what's going to happen? I really hope it is. Honestly, he is my favorite vice president to date. Mm-hmm. What pains me is the fact that most of the states are red. Mm-hmm. And I implore you, if you are anti-red, please vote blue. No matter what you do, vote blue. And please just do your homework and research and just get out there and vote. Think about it. Juneteenth happened over 150 years ago. Segregation only was lifted about 70 years ago. I'm in a relationship with a black man. In no way, shape, or form would I want us to regress where I am ashamed to be in that relationship. It is not deserved. It is not warranted. People are people. At the end of the day, we bleed the same color. We all think the same. It's about a matter of opinion. We're all the same people. And what is sick to me is that we still see people being killed. Look at Breonna Taylor. People say, you know what? People shouldn't use... If they they didn't want to get killed, they shouldn't use force. She was sleeping. She was sleeping in her own fucking bed. And at the end of the day, she was killed because people broke into her own... Because a package was delivered to her address. It is not fair. It's not okay that people are being killed because of And the only person their... that was arrested during that entire, like, situation was her boyfriend who tried to retaliate. And the police or whoever the killers are, which is obviously the police, are still not ca- caught. They're not captured. They're not even identified. 
And so, like, we can live day to day doing these peaceful protests and doing these talks and doing these, like, posts on social media. But, like, what is the point if still to, like, this moment... Justice isn't being served. No. So, like, what is really the issue? Like, why are these people still not Are you taking control because you can take control? Are you... And for the higher ups, why aren't you advocating why for people as a whole? Why isn't president literally saying we will not rest until the killers of Brianna are captured? Because he's not okay, and exactly. that's why he cannot. That's why he cannot fulfill a second. So term. we are not trying to post our political views, but just please vote and educate yourself. But if I were to post my political views, this is what I'd say. Four yes. years ago, I would have said, this seems like a joke. These, this seems like a political stunt. And four years later, I do say this is a political stunt. You see the way that Melania slaps his hand away from hers as they're... Oh, she had once nothing to do with You know, that. in the She's great so, words like, of Wanda Sykes... I would not grant my worst enemy mm-hmm. the honor of having toilet paper stuck to their shoes, yet he boards the Air Force One with toilet paper <laughs> stuck to his shoe, Not and here. nobody says anything about it. It makes me sick, and at the end of the day, it could be somebody that I know and love very intimately on the end of that line, and that makes me extremely uncomfortable. I I've had nightmares about it. I don't want to live in a community where we are seen by the color of our skin, by what we think. At the end of the day, it should honestly be everybody is equal. That Honestly, at the end of the day, when I read the Declaration of Independence, and I've read it in great detail, everybody deserves the right to democracy. At the end of the day, not all of us are granted that same right. And it makes me extremely sad. It makes me sick to my stomach to know that there's somebody in power that's not doing anything to advance the equality of everybody. Gene and I both went to middle schools and high schools and even elementary schools that were of extreme diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, not to speak for the both of us, but we were ignorant to what the prejudices of the world are because we happened to just grow up in an, in an area of the Bay Area of California that everything was inclusive. We didn't see color. We saw people. And it wasn't until Trump was elected president that I saw how alive and woke white supremacy is. And it's nothing that anybody should be proud of. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the... um, When it comes to uh, the Confederacy, it only lasted for five years. You know what else lasted for five years? Adele on the top 100. And you know what 
she was all about heartbreak. And you know what I'm feeling about this country right now? That. It's heartbreak. So maybe we should end with a positive Let's end with a positive. Um, Nothing's ever going to fix by what we say what's going on in this country right now. But all we can do... Is spread a little joy to the world. Yeah, so we're gonna so spread a little So let's take a little quiz right now. right now. I love how you picked this one. Uh, we're going to order a dozen donuts, and then they're going to predict our age and our birth month, and we're going to predict our first donut. Oreo um, for me. Chocolate vanilla for me. Second donut, mm. I'm going to choose a key lime pie. I'm choosing chocolate almond. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm going to change that. Maple bacon. I love bacon. I know that you Jeez. hate it. Jeez. What will be your... My third, third one? My third one's going to be a lemon blueberry. Oh, I'm going to do chocolate hazelnut. My fourth donut is going to be... No, I'm going to do a cream. I'm going to do a cinnamon crumb. Oh, my God. Fifth. Fifth donut, Meyer. No, brown butter and pistachio. I'm doing peanut butter and chocolate. I love pistachios. Six. You're halfway there. Just like on our podcast. Ayo. Ayo. I'm going to take You're halfway there. Pick your sixth donut. Uh, lemon lavender. Lavender lemonade is my favorite drink. Funfetti, love. Uh, seventh donut. I'm going to choose Funfetti, too. Eighth I'm donut. I'm Cronut. Go figure. I'm going to say cronut, too, actually. Which one? Ninth, uh, fruity cereal. Ooh, banana sounds I fun. love fruity pebbles. Choose your tenth donut. Oh, raspberry margarita. Toasted coconut for me. Second to, second to last donut. Mine is going to be Boston a... cream for me. I love old-fashioned sour cream. And my final donut is going to be a I'm cruller. Gonna do, I'm going to do powdered... It says that I am 18 years old and my birth month is September. And I am 27 and my birth month is November. So, so basically, Ryan, this is what we discussed like a couple episodes ago. Buzzfeed, thank you so much for making me younger than I appear. Younger than I appear, but I got your birth month and you got none of our birth months. No. Anywho. Therefore, we have to move on and say... Um, I think uh, we should introduce one more time, like, our really, really big new news. Well, for our big, big news, you can purchase our merchandise on shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast slash all. Mm-hmm. And all the slashes are backslashes. And they are going to... Uh, 15% it, off. 15% off for the next two months. And if you happen to purchase anything from us throughout summer, which is the, 20, uh, the 22nd <laughs> of June up until the 21st of September, we're going to donate every single proceed that we get to any charity from Black Lives Matters to an LGBTQIA plus charity that really deserves recognition. Um, We're also going to implore you guys to vote, vote 
and sign up for our Patreon to get exclusive $4 content. Four dollars a month, y'all. Four dollars a month, and you're going to get exclusive content to every single podcast that we've ever recorded. And you're also going to receive exclusive videos of us doing things from Easy Bake Oven Bakes to guessing the... <laughs> to music videos. Music videos to... Uh, Runways. Well, also, one Dance of my moves, favorite makeup. videos that we've recorded so far has been us putting together the 50 states of the oh, United States so of America fun. and pinpointing the landmarks. Oh, I have an idea. Yes. If you guys want to see me get married, please click the link, $4, and you can see Patreon. Maybe we'll add it if anyone wants. Yeah. We're not but, going to necessarily record the ceremony. No. But we do have a boat ceremony. We have something really fantastic. Uh, Just fantastic. A um, and those are all going to be available come uh, July 1st. Um, speaking of July, we have a little trip coming up, don't we? We are going to Sin City. We're going to Sin City, not only to celebrate Gina's pre-bachelorette because her real real wedding has been postponed All to the next been year but also my birthday is next month Woo! and our bff carlin Alyssa edwards is getting married to herself and becoming <laughs> 32 years old Yay! Uh, so we've all had things in quarantine and sin city seems yes. to be the only place that is going to so we're celebrating uh, three things needs. one no two days and you're going to see little clips of us pressing the slots eating the buffets if you pay four dollars what is the problem but at the end that? of the day all i want you to do is listen to what we have for free if you want to listen to what we have to pay for, go for it. But I thank you for listening. We love you guys. It means the most to me. Thank you for still being here. And if you want to continue to watch our outtakes, $4 a month. Love you. XO. Bye, you bees. Bye. Oh. Oh. Tune in for the next time for the vocal stylings of Ryan and Gina.